Do you know what time it is, buddy? No. What? Of course. What do you mean, no? It's time for WPOV Global. That's right, boys and girls. WPOV Global. I am your host, the legend, T. James Logan. And with me, that suave, debonair, but ultimately an alcoholic womanizer, <laughs> the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio. What's, what's going on, fans? Oh, my goodness. You sound like you have... Uh, a bottle of whiskey in one hand and a bottle of penicillin in the other, and you're about ready to party it up. I need all these things. I'm uh, right here. Yeah, I see him. I, I, we're looking at each other right now, folks. If you could see, if you think the bottle of booze he's carrying is humongous, you had to see the bottle of penicillin he's got. It's sick. It's sick, man. I know you ain't doing that for a flu. Elio, how was your week, brother? How was your week? Well, my week's been great. That is awesome. You know what? My week... I gotta admit, I kind of enjoyed some wrestling this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different wrestling, <coughs> like all across the board. Some good stuff, some bad stuff, some unusual stuff. Yep. And uh, f- folks, we're gonna go around the world. We're gonna talk about all the kind of side of wrestling we've been seeing this week. Um, but you know what? We usually start off our show with a poll. Now, mm-hmm. I have been super busy for the last couple days, and I set up the poll. However, there was some miscommunications, and the poll that went up is not quite the question I asked. All right? Elio, what was the question that was posed, uh, put on the site? The question that was put on the site was, should MMA fighters should MMA fighters use a gimmick? Oh, my Lord. Okay, you know what? That's not even close to the question that I posed last week, and anyone who listened last week knows that. Uh, I am going to complain to the president, because somewhere along the line, a secretary slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> Uh, my question was not, should MMA, you know, fighters coming into wrestling use a gimmick? My question was, should wrestlers who are not trained in MMA use MMA gimmicks? Because I mean, with all the real MMA wrestlers now in WWE or in, uh, all the other companies, it seems kind of ridiculous to me to pretend to be an MMA style fighter when there are real legitimate fighters there. And I want to know what you people think. Well, the wrong question went up. We're going to put that question up next week, and I will deliver a banana pound cake to anyone who messes it up next week, all right? But let's. But I am curious. We can't start the show without a poll. So, Elio, what was – first of all, let's answer that question. You, 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 you read the question. I'll answer. You answer. And then we'll see what the fans had to say okay. so Okay. So, should MMA fighters use a gimmick instead of just being an MMA fighter? Okay. Um – you know what? I would say a year ago, uh, they shouldn't have used a gimmick. They should just be an MMA fighter because they, there wasn't very many, right? Uh, the problem now is there is a ton of former MMA people who are wrestling right now. Yep. And if you're just going to be the MMA generic uh, guy, well, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, as much as I enjoy Tom Lawler or Shayna Baszler or these people... 
There's so many people like them now that it's very easy to get lost in all the gimmickry and all the pageantry of other wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, these days, uh, if you are an MMA wrestler or fighter coming in and you're doing wrestling, I think you should remind people of where your roots are, but I think you should find your own cool gimmick. Yep. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, um, you should uh, be uh, an original, uh, they should be an original version of themselves instead of a copy of someone else. Okay, so so what do you mean though? Like should should like, should like, they uh, instead, instead of like pretending to be an MMA fighter, they should uh, mm -hmm. find their own character. Okay, because I mean, here's a great example: uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Mm -hmm. I enjoy his. I enjoy him, but honestly, is there anything that stands out about Lawler? Like, if you ran into him and ten other wrestlers, would you even really remember him from his presentation? Not not really, because uh, there's nothing that really stands out to me about him. So that's 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 my point. Um, so what, tell, why don't you uh, read us the results and tell us if any fans had anything? Okay, so results are thirty nine percent said yes, while sixty one percent said no. Ooh, any comments? And then we have four comments. So Adam okay. Adam Brunton says, "I hate the generic MMA badass." Yep, okay. gonna agree. Uh, December Michelle said, "Hard no. Why is this even a question?" Mm, well, Barch Thomas agrees with you. That's what my birthday was. <laughs> Just kidding, December. Love the name. Uh, Rob Campbell said it already started. Look at McGregor. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. And then he followed it up with, funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess there was a little levity there. So, yeah. okay, fans. Next week, we're going to put this question in. We're going to take another shot at it. The question is simply this. We know that there are tons of wrestlers uh, from MMA currently in there. Mm -hmm. If you are not an actual MMA fighter <coughs> who became a wrestler, should you use that gimmick? Uh, to me, it seems a little ridiculous now with too many real people there, but I want to know what you fans think. So please take the time and maybe make some comments. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd like to hear from all of you. Uh, Elio, what do you think? If you are a non-MMA fighter wrestler, should you use that gimmick? Should you package yourself as the MMA guy? No, find your own, find your own character. Uh, be like I, like I said earlier, uh, be an original version of yourself, not a, not a copy of another character type. I agree. I agree. You know what character I would be? What's that? I would be, um, I would be like the Ultimate Warrior, but shorter. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness i'd be the macho man only not insane no anyhow <laughs> okay so fads thank you for for your answering uh, anyhow we know what our question is for next week all right and we're going to keep an eye on that now usually at this time uh we would do the news thing there really isn't actually any outside wrestling news to talk about except an incident that occurred uh, this week concerning the National Wrestling Alliance. And I know we don't talk about much. We, we have been talking about how cool uh, the NWA Power Show has been. Yep. Uh, however, an incident happened this week, and this is going to be our hot topic, okay? First, I'm going okay. to tell you what the incident was, and then me and Elio, we're going to discuss a bit about our feelings about what happened, what was said, mm -hmm. what was done, and what should be done going forward, okay? Now... On a recent episode of NWA Power, uh, Trevor Murdoch was fighting Nick Aldis. And um, I want to try and find the exact quote here, okay? Because I did have it down. Um, 
what happened was Jim Cornette said this in these exact words. Trevor Murdoch, he's mad, bad and dangerous to know. He's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Trevor Murdoch can take care of himself. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, first of all, Elio, we're laughing because I can't believe how absurd in this day and age that this was said. Now, first of all, Elio, yes, when sir. you first heard that, when you just heard those words, what popped in your head? Oh, and I first heard I was like, wait, what? I don't get it. Where did that come from? <laughs> you know, like, uh, but but then, uh, I, I, I don't think you'd expect anything less from Jim Cornette. I, uh, he's always, he always goes off on a rant about something or other. Right. Now, fans, um, me and Elio, uh, we're, we're Canadians. And mm-hmm. uh, we recently had something happen in our Canadian identity along these similar lines, actually, just last week. Um, a beloved sportscaster who had been around, he's an 85-year-old man now, who yep. does who does a segment on Hockey Night in Canada. And as yep. many of you Americans know, Hockey Night, or like hockey is one of our biggest sports here in our country. Mm-hmm. And uh, millions of people tune into this. Uh, the, the man in question, Don Sherry, was talking about uh, people buying poppies for Remembrance Day. Yep. However... The way he phrased it and the way he said it came across to many people, or to some people, at least the people who complained the loudest, that he was being anti-immigrant. And Mm. by the use of the words of you people, um, actually got him fired from his long, and I'm talking long time gig with uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Um, It really pointed out some interesting stuff, in my opinion. I mean, when you looked at Don Sherry's case, here is a man who has said way, way worse things in the past and not really gotten in the kind of trouble he got into today. So it made me think, is it because today's society is different or what? And this is where this becomes very interesting for me because at first, when I first heard this about Jim Cornette, I have never in my life thought that Jim Cornette was a racist, ever. Mm-hmm. He's been a fair wrestler, a, well, a fair, sorry, not a wrestler, but a fair wrestling man. He's He's been there for the wrestlers. He's been backstage. Yep. He's he's done so much work as a manager, as a producer, all sorts of things. And never, never has he ever been accused of being a racist, ever. Um, now, what he said, however, I want to I look at this and break it down a little and, and talk about it. Um, Now, my first thought was this, okay, is Jim Cornette does have this reputation of being kind of a loudmouth and also being the kind of guy who says outrageous things to get rises out of people. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. Now, what what he said obviously was a bit inflammatory to some people. He's also been known to say outrageous things. However, I also, and maybe this is wrong of me at the moment, and I'll tell you why it was wrong of me. My first thought was, okay, NWA Power is this show that's kind of trying to set itself up like it's a show in the 1980s. Right, you know? yeah. Yep. It's shooting for that vibe of, you know, the studio audience, the the uh, the way things are set up. And, and in my mind, it was like, well, is that a far stretch to the language and the things that he used was kind of the stuff that would have been typical in the 80s where we all would have laughed at it then. Yeah. Now, I agree. If that was the intent, it does fit in. To what they were doing but as we've seen in today's world there isn't a room for that kind of humor anymore it seems 
it seems we were, it seems, okay, when I was at work today, um, our, uh, the president of uh, WPOV sent me this topic because it was hot breaking news. It just happened. And he said, I want you and Elio to, to think about it during the day and talk about it on your show tonight. And uh, so I did. And but you know what I did, Elio? What's that? Well, while I was at work, I honestly talked to at least about, I would say at least seven or eight people, different people okay. that I work with from different mm-hmm. backgrounds, different ethnicities. I told them all exactly what had happened and the consequences. And I asked them what they felt. And none of them, bear in mind, were wrestling fans. Okay. Okay. Uh, I basically said the scenario I said was, okay, imagine this. For some reason, you turned on your television and not being a wrestling fan, wrestling was on. And for some reason, you decided to sit and watch it. You have no idea who any of these people are or who the commentators are. Um, And bear in mind, as I'm telling you this, the two people in the ring wrestling are not African-American. They're not black men. Okay. They're two white fellows. Okay. Mm -hmm. The commentator is talking about one of the guys and trying to build him up as being really tough and then says the comment... He's the only guy I know who could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and drive through Ethiopia on a scooter. I got to tell you, Elio, the look on everyone's face, I would say say at least out of the eight people I talked to, seven of them looked at me like, are you kidding? (laughs) Somebody said that on TV? Oh, wow. (laughs) And I said, well, do you think that's a racist comment? You know what? Nobody actually thought it was a racist comment. Although there was a few issues in it that kind of skirted along almost racism. Right. Uh, some of them were more concerned with the fact that it seemed to be putting down poor people because of Ethiopia, known for its, you know, uh, famine and starvation issues. The idea mm-hmm. of like, you know, picking on a third world country in need was tasteless. Um, one or two people said to me, well, there's also the connotation of Ethiopia being full of black men. And the, mm-hmm. the, the connotation of black men eating fried chicken. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That, you know. So, okay. And, and and just bear in mind here, these aren't people who have any vested interest in in the man who said this, okay? None of them are wrestling fans. They have no idea. Um, two of the people said to me, um, as you, as people who, who do a lot of online work and uh, have a presence and, and, and are represented by their company said, you know what? You can joke around and say the things you want on um, social media when you're talking and representing yourself. But when you are part of a company and you have an image to show out there, you have to have a degree of professionalism. Mm -hmm. Um, One lady said to me, she goes, you know, I talk a certain way and I joke around a certain way. But when I write things for our company and the posts and the media presence I have, I could never dare talk the way I talk or joke the way I joke from me on our company website because that people would find that unprofessional and actually potentially be uh, offended by that. Okay. Other people, other people also said to me, you know what, when you're in the position of being uh, a, a celebrity of sorts or represent a, a name representing something, you should be held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. If you are going to be on a show that has access to children, who has a large audience. And let's face it, it does. NWA, it may not be on television, but its uh, presence is across the United States, across North America, rather yep, large it's, right it's now. audience. People love NWA. Yeah. It has a giant audience. Yep. And we are th- they're throwing out stuff there. Like, I mean, this is something that's a bit embarrassing for a company so big. Um, 
the one person said to me, you know what? If that's the way the guy wants to talk, get the hell off of television and go do it on a crappy little podcast by yourself where you can say anything and you're not really held accountable. That's what Don Cherry's doing. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Elio, tell me what you think and, and I'll tell you now my end feelings on all this. How do, how do you feel about this? Okay, so yeah, I can see it from one point of view. Uh, you, you're representing the company and like the way you talk might come across a certain way to people. But then I look at uh, wrestling back in the 70s and 80s, like NWA style with that studio wrestling. Guys like Graham Wizard and uh, Gary Hart and all those managers, they used to, like, comments like that used to be said almost not weekly. Okay. And uh, so I'm like... Does uh, that well, excuse it? That, well, it doesn't excuse it, but um, that was a different time and uh, from today. So I guess in today's... Uh, Today's society, I guess uh, it's uh, it's a little, it's a lot more different than back then. Okay, and uh, how do you feel that? Do you what do you does it change the way you look at Jim Cornette at all? No, not really. Uh, I mean, I've been following Jim Cornette uh, since I was a kid. I before I even saw him on TV, I I used to I'd only heard of him uh, from my wrestling magazines and uh, the the feud between the Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express and such. So. Okay. I, f- I first saw him on my TV, like, in the late 80s. All right. Well, i got to tell you this, fans. This is my take on this. I'm, mm-hmm. When I first heard this in my head, uh, I have followed Jim Cornette just like Elio since I was a young boy. Yep. I used to get the uh, video tapes, the VHS NWA tapes that would come up. Um, VHS? What's that? Yeah, let's not even get into <laughs> that, kids. Um, so in my mind, the first thing I, I, like I said, I have followed Jim Cornette for many years. I understand yep. he's very opinionated. But I've never in my life ever thought of him as racist or unfair to any person, uh, cause, or group of people. No, I've never, uh, I've never heard him say anything uh, like that like ever on TV for as long as I've been following him. So, so when, when this came up, you know, and, and he, he re- resigned, which basically they're saying they terminated him. He's saying he quit before he got fired. So, you know, that kind of thing going on. Um, I, uh, in my mind, I was like, thinking this is such a bad reaction this is stupid people just going on okay but after talking to people who knew nothing Mm -hmm. about wrestling who just took it at the face value of what somebody said on a program that they may have heard i understand now why something had to be done why apologies had to be made Mm -hmm. i think i think jim Cornette probably handled this badly in the sense that he got enraged that people could we're accusing him of racism and basically took like the Don Sherry approach where he's like, I'm not apologizing for something I didn't do. Despite the fact, despite the fact he did something, (laughs) but, but in his eyes, he didn't do it because it wasn't the way it was turned out. Um, I think here after talking with people and after discussing it with people, I even went so far as I had one black friend at work who I asked her how she felt. She laughed about it. She said there wasn't anything racist about it. She thought she thought it was a kind of dumb, funny thing to say. Well, when, when I first heard it, I was like, what? I don't get it. What? Now, for me, the whole idea of like how so many things are being portrayed right now, you know, with like blackface and, uh, yeah. you know, we... You know, that's become a big thing in Canada where the prime minister had a picture of him taken years ago at a party in blackface and, or I guess more like Arabian, but people were very upset by that. Um, You know, after thinking about it, I realized that we 
we have an, a standard as you know, like me and you don't, we're still nobodies in a small little podcast. If we ever became, <laughs> if we ever became big time where we had like a massive following, that's right. when we'd have to watch the things we say and how we present things, you know, right. Yep. Uh, a couple of fur- further ep- earlier episodes that me and you had talked, I had uh, said a few uh, old style words that uh, <laughs> Americans found a little upsetting, but Canadians didn't. And so uh, at first I was confused of like, well, well, I don't get what's going on here. But then I realized that if this actually upsets anybody, I don't need to say it. I shouldn't talk like that. Right. Um, now, as a if we were actual big time celebrities with you know millions of people watching and followers and shit like that yes we're under the onus to be careful of the things we say and what we portray because not only do we represent a company but we represent a whole sport and a genre and in the end i think what jim Cornette said was it funny yeah it kind of was if you grew up during the 80s and you remember because i mean i remember the joke of oh what was the fastest animal alive the ethiopian chicken like um <laughs> You know, oh, wow. like I remember dumb jokes like that as a kid, right? right? So obviously there's a slight bit of humor towards it because let's face it, every joke has somebody has to be the butt of a joke to make it funny. Yep. However, I realize now that there is a time and place for things and this wasn't the place for that kind of humor to mm-hmm. be interjected. It's okay to say, oh, well, back in the, the 80s, which they're pretending to be a harken back to. Right. But hey. If we're going to harken back to the good old days, do we lump in racism because it was back then too? I don't see, think so. See, they're, they're going for that old 80s uh, feel. They're using modern wrestlers to to like to get uh, to um, reach uh, that goal. But uh, it's, uh, diff- it's like like I was saying before, it's different between now and the actual that actual time period. Right. I mean, it'd be nice to bring some of the elements of what worked back then. But that doesn't mean we also bring the dirty laundry and the disgusting things that were shameful back then either. So yeah, you know what? Maybe some people might find that slightly a funny joke. Mm. But in the end, I really don't think Jim Cornette probably should have said it at all. Right. And if not, I really think that the apology he needs to make isn't he should doesn't have to apologize and say, I'm I'm sorry I said a racist comment. What he should say is, I'm sorry I said something that people construed as wrong i i wasn't trying to be harmful to anyone i was just saying a juvenile type joke and you know what i was wrong and and that's i think what people would have accepted what, so one worse things uh, said back in the attitude era in the wb oh yeah yes sure yeah, well, that, that kind of stuff uh when when working today right but that's just yeah the yeah, point, yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah people still want the attitude era back Oh, people don't. Hey, people don't know what they want. Okay, I mean, people wanted an alternative to WWE, and they got it AEW. Well, they got it in AEW, and not enough people are tuning in to make this show work enough. So, who knows what people really want? So, folks, uh, that is our hot topic for the week. Uh, I guess in the end, you know what? Even if you're trying to shoot for a nostalgic feel. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia should not bring in the elements of racism and whatever else right. that doesn't work in today's society. All right. Now let's get off this uh, downer topic, which it kind of is. It makes me a little bit sad. I'd like to talk a little bit of New Japan. Oh, okay. Right? We're in the World Tag League right now. Yep. Me and uh, Elio have made our picks. 
And I'm looking at the standings and some things, and I got to say, buddy, our picks aren't uh, going quite the way as we thought. Some of the people oh, we no. thought are not oh, performing no. the way we thought. Now, do you remember who you picked as the potential winner for this thing? I oh I can I can even recall who who exactly I picked. Uh, there there are a lot of teams in here that I might have even uh, decided to change my picks along the way, like from after watching like the first few days. Well, you know what? Um, I know at the very beginning, both the you and I picked God to be the winner of this thing. Yeah, that's my that was my pick. Yeah, because they're, however. They're, they're the only, uh, well, one of the two only a really established team in the World Tag Leagues. Well, as of today, Uh-oh. they are in the bottom of the pack. Oh, no. <laughs> Four matches into this tournament, they've only won one. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so they have not been doing so good. Uh, the second team I picked, I know, I think you picked uh, as the second, and I might be wrong, but I'm looking over it. I think you might have went either for... Uh, Suzuki and Archer might have been your pick, or I know it wasn't Yano and Cabana. Uh, <laughs> no, Cole Cabana's in the book. He wants to be stupid and put Jeff Cobb and Marty Skrill under masks and change their names. He's in the book. Um, maybe you picked Kenta and Yojiro from Bullet Club. I'm no, not, I think I, I think I know. I think I did go with um that first one, Archer and Suzuki. Well, okay, Archer and Suzuki are even worse right now than uh, God. Uh. Now, the, the team I picked for my backup team is currently in fourth place, Evil and Sonata. Mm-hmm. Oh, but wow. the team, yeah, I think that was my backup. But the people who are in the top three places, neither of us even had them finishing well. The teams that are in the top three places are, number one, Finjuice. Yeah, yes. Uh, what are they up to? Uh, the four or Three eight and one is the record. Three, oh, three and one, yeah. So that would be uh, six. They have six yeah, points. Six points. Yep. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi. We both thought Yoshihashi would what? kind of bring this team down. Wow, Yoshihashi. <laughs> yep. And are you ready for this one? The team <laughs> oh, in third. The team in third place. Yano and Cabana. Jeez. Yeah, we did not see that coming at all, folks. Uh, but and on the flip side, I mean, we totally thought Nagata and Nakanishi were not going to do well. They're at zero points. They've won no matches. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. I can't believe that there's actually a team in this uh, event this year. <laughs> now, one of the things we like to talk about is uh, we're going to k- track next week how the teams are doing. There's still yeah. much more points to go. Um, okay. One thing we always talk about in New Japan is if you manage to pin any champion, even in a tag team competition, mm-hmm. you get an automatic title shot, okay? Okay. So also, if... Um, if you manage to like beat the tag team champions in a certain type of match, you will also get a guaranteed title shot against them. Okay. So right now, the the title shots that have been earned are Colt Cabana and Yano <laughs> oh, will, will receive a title for will t- receive a, a tag team uh, championship bout down oh the road. Oh my goodness! Hiroyuki Goto managed <laughs> to pin uh, Kenta during this tournament, so he will get a title shot. Okay. And this one really blows me away. Oh. But Tor- Toro Yano actually pinned Archer during this event and will oh get a chance at the United States belt. Oh my my lord! These are some crazy, <laughs> crazy things! I have to say, though, I feel so bad for Shingo Takagi. He got paired with uh, what has to be the worst pick, uh, with the worst partner ever. 
Yeah, um, yeah, they are not doing well. And I mean, I, I I looked up information on this guy. Like when I went to the NCPW website to get the <coughs> schedule to with a match lineup, mm-hmm. and I saw I saw a picture of this guy. So and I looked him up. He had one one of the little single Bernard t shirts on. So I'm guessing he must be one of the lesser known ones. Yeah, he's definitely a guy from Mexico covering in there. Um, so, folks, we're gonna keep watching the tournament, see how it goes. Things are interestingly, I I do you know Finn Juice might still be able to do well. I still think Yoshihashi is gonna bring down Ishii's team and Yano Cabana. How far can comedy take you? I don't know. You know, I gotta say, I do like Yano, but like, uh, and comedy does have a place. They, I think it's used in the right spots in New Japan with Yano. Yano could be, Yano's always, because you know what, Yano's actually a real wrestler. Um, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. see it a lot, but the guy does have a good pedigree behind him, and he knows no, how to No, I know, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he is good, even with all the comedy. Like, he knows, he knows how to pick his uh, comedy spots. That he does. But, but outside so, of that, he, he is good. Now, I've got to admit, this year's tournament's a little hard to watch. A lot of matches in yep. um, in Japanese commentary, mm-hmm. um, which I guess we're getting spoiled. I used to watch that all the time and not have a problem. <laughs> now, now I'm finding it a bit of a struggle. So I'm going to have to study. I'm going to have to brush up on my Japanese so I can follow along. Well, we're going to go off now to, uh, before we go off to a commercial break, we're going yep. to a quick little interview that I did with Juventud Guerrero. Now, oh, I joked about okay. it last week. It's a little five-minute clip. Me and Juventud were sitting uh, backstage at a recent CWE show in Red Deer, Alberta. And right. uh, it was the same night that uh, Guerrero was actually referenced by Chris Jericho. So that was a bit <laughs> Twilight zone later on. I can't t- believe that. That was awesome. But you know what? There's some cool stuff in there. Juventud talks some really neat stuff. Yep. Uh, he's got a lot of things going on. So let's go to that. Right after that, we'll segue into a quick break. I know that uh, I-, I see that uh, looking at the monitor here. Elio's hands are twitching. He's not sure which bottle to put in his mouth first, if it's if it's the penicillin or if it's the booze. But let's let him decide, folks. And uh, we'll be back in a minute. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Hey, wrestling fans. Sitting here with a legitimate WWE WCW legend. I remember this guy very fondly. Juventud Guerrero. Juventud, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank now, you. This is awesome. I never thought I'd get a chance to see you in Canada. Well, it's actually it's pretty juicy, not just awesome. It's actually it's pretty fantastic to be able to be doing this long tour in Canada. It's been a while since I've been doing like a long tour. I remember doing long tours in Japan, but I was I was we were taking a break between between four or five days, you know. So this is pretty interesting for me. So so far so good. And like I say, it's pretty juicy for the fans like you. That uh, you know, small little towns, some medium towns, some big towns, just to see me around after all these years. So it's uh, it's really contagious. Uh, the the emotion, the happiness, you know, to get involved all of this. So I'm, I'm it's, it's 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 make me getting over the cold. Besides that, <laughs> now where have you been wrestling this last while? Where where have you been? Because I haven't seen you for a little bit. And when I saw you pop on this tour, I was super excited. Yeah, exactly. Actually, well, I've been like maybe knowing a major stream like uh, uh, TV network in the in the last couple of years. But I've been actually pretty busy uh, working on stuff. I've been working on my own promotion company in Mexico, which is called La Super X uh, Grand Prix Championship Wrestling. So I started like 
doing my own thing, developing my own characters, and uh, and at the same time just just trying to keep focus about my career because uh, um, even when I've been like for so long in the business, I think I'm pretty uh, I I can have another run with a major company. So just I just keep training, you know, and 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 um, being. Uh, aware that anything can happen, you know. So I'm like looking forward to to have another one with a major company, AEW, perhaps or even WWE. We'll see what happens. Now the option, a multiple options. So we'll see. We'll see. Now you are definitely one of the groundbreakers when you came out into the uh, North American scene, and you were a forefront of a lot of wrestlers who revolutionized the style of wrestling. Now today, what is it like to see so many people who have embraced the style that you guys brought in? Mm, yeah, it's pretty unique that accomplished and that uh, that uh, system that uh, now is is been growing so far and it and everything is changing now. AEW like there's no more like super big guys, you know. Everything is pretty like like lightweight and uh, in a in a change in a way like you say, which we we break the mold of the big guys, right? With this acrobatics. Uh, hyper speed style, right? So I think it's, um, I'm very happy to be like being part of, the, of that creation, the, that movement. I'm very blessing about it. I just want to say thank you to the fans, thank you to everybody who has been helping me to, to, to accomplish these things. And one question I want to ask that I've always wondered about. Um, you were one of the first wrestlers, masked wrestlers in North America to be unmasked and, and how was that to be? A, you were kind of a revolutionary there because a lot of Mexican wrestlers never got the chance to actually see who they were. But you really got to really work with that and really show that. What was that like being kind of the forefront of that? Was it a bit scary to have to take your mask off? I know. Obviously, yeah. If you see the first time that I pulled the mask off and I don't want to show off my face, I wasn't very comfortable to do it. I wasn't like, I didn't know how it was going to look, to be honest, right? It's like, I don't know. I wasn't like, the guy, I was like the guy, like super, like I was comfortable with myself. But I, you know, once you're on TV, you know, it's like a little bit scary. But at the same time, actually, uh, I was able to create and develop a new character, which is called the Juice, right? Yeah. So it, it gave me the chance to be like to show that character. It's not just like uh, like uh, just uh, um, um, a wrestler with a lot of acrobatics. Uh, or athleticism. Uh, perhaps I was I was be able to to work the microphone with different kind of promos, and, and that's kind of one thing that it's like. Kind of, I really like it. That 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 side of the of the of the of the wrestling business, perhaps. Yeah. Now, before we go, I'd like you to throw out any kind of uh, social media stuff that you want people to, and and please also promote your company. All the things that people can contact your company or you for bookings or merchandise. Exactly. My website is www.luchamaster.com, just like that, luchamaster.com. It's very easy. And if you go there, you're going to see my, my company. And through La Super X, you're going to see the, so, the social media of my company, which is on Twitter. is La Super X 1 and La Nueva Lucha Libre in uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yeah, but, but like a, and, uh, personal booking. Personal booking. Uh, XTB my my email XTB that uh, XTB contact at gmail.com.
Excellent. Well, you know what? We were looking forward to seeing you tonight. Uh, fans, he's still out there wrestling, and uh, tonight we're going to be treated by seeing one of the original Mass Luchadors. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And remember one thing. What the juice said so, the juice always makes it. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! Hey folks, we're back. Elio. Yes, sir. Which one went in your mouth first? (laughs) The penicillin. The penicillin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my lord, okay. Before before we get fired, no. <laughs> let's take a look at our, our WWE NXT UK report. Okay. Uh, this week's episode. What was your highlight of the episode, Elio? Okay, my highlight of the episode. Let me just pull up the NXT here. My highlight was the Piper Niven spotlight. I really enjoyed that. Yep, that was a very they, good they, one. They did a the continuation on that, and um. Like Dino versus Travis Banks. Oh, okay. Except that, that, that ending. I, I'm t- I swear, Joseph Connors. I no, I'm just done. I, I don't get this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna say my highlight. I actually, I really, I'm always amazed at how good of a wrestler Tyler Bates is. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy. You know, I gotta say the Piper Niven thing was really good, very positive. Yeah. But match match wise, I really enjoyed uh, Tyler Bates versus Cassius Ono. Thought it was okay. a good match. I enjoyed that. Um, I kind of over Ligero. Uh Travis Banks, I like. I'm over Ligero and totally over Joseph Connors. Ugh. Yeah, I don't understand um, why. I don't know why they. I don't don't get why they're trying to give this guy a push. There's like nothing that stands out about him. No, there isn't. Uh Zaya Brookside. I kind of enjoy her each and every time I see her. Mm-hmm. But I'm not so sure about Kaylee Ray. Um, this this match I have is my low lights this week, and I, and I like Cyborg side. Yeah, uh, Kaylee Ray is. I don't know, man. She's not doing it as a champion for me. Uh, if you're that small, maybe she should be like the coward champion. But I find <laughs> it hard to believe that a girl that small can be so tough. And even when she is, you don't get to see a lot out of her. So she's just not really <clears throat> interesting. Like I liked it when Tony Storm was the champion, you know. Or yeah. even when it was, especially when it was our girl, uh, uh, Rhea um, Ripley. Rhea Ripley, but like, <laughs> yep. But Kaylee Ray, I, I really, I want to like Kaylee Ray. Uh, I also want to point out, it was nice to see the little package on Dragonoff. I, I love Dragonoff, and I hope, I hope uh, they do some good stuff with him down the road. I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he uh, He's he's a good fit in Gallus. Well, like, yeah. I I didn't see it first, right? Because I said mm-hmm. he doesn't really need a faction. He he does well on his own, but he he looked pretty good uh, standing okay. alongside Gallus. Okay, so uh, overall, how would you rate this week's show, my friend? I'm gonna give this show a B. Nice, nice. I I too agree. I was thinking B myself. Yep. I mean, there was obviously a little bit of room for improvement, mm-hmm. uh, but generally a solid outing. You know, nothing yep. maybe spectacular, but like I said, I enjoyed the main event. You really enjoyed Legero and Banks. So, yeah, I say a B is pretty good. All right, let's move over to MLW Fusion. 
Oh, this show this week. Hmm. Now, okay, let's talk about this show this week. Uh, I'm glad they weren't in Mexico. Yes. Uh, your highlight of the... First of all, your let's go the other way. What was your low life, low light of this? You know what my low life, my low light was this one. Dominic Garini and whatever that other guy's name was. Uh, Douglas James. Versus the Dynasty. Yeah. I, I yeah. just, I don't like this Dominic Garini guy. I just know. I, yeah, I don't understand why they're pushing this guy. Um, okay, isn't so this, he has a name as a judo. Isn't this another example? A, a wrestler what? trying to be a judo guy? Well, actually, he really is a legitimate judo real? guy being trying to be a wrestler. Oh, okay, um, okay. The other way around, because I've never heard of him. That's why, maybe. No, he's actually a purple belt in uh, jiu-jitsu. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, the thing with him is, though, he's had zero personality. <laughs> yeah. And he's he, boring wait, as is crap. He, wait, is he the Kenny King of MLW? He's going to be. He's almost kind of <laughs> being, eh? Uh, Douglas he might the bug. Douglas James is actually a, uh, and you wouldn't tell, at least this is what I like, is he's actually a legitimate MMA re- fighter who's now um, wrestling, but he doesn't play the MMA badass, I guess. Uh, okay. I like Douglas James. He's a little small, mm-hmm. but Dominic Garini, oh man, not not liking him. Nope. Not liking and, him um, at all. What's his name? Um, King Mo was in the audience. Oh gosh, King Mo. How bad is this going to get? <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else you liked? About, is there anything you liked? About, or first of all, hating stuff. Uh, trying to look over my notes here. Is there anything else? Oh, I that really wasn't hated? really feeling that whole Marshall Von Eric Akira Kwan match. Oh really? Yeah. I don't okay. Know. Uh, I'm just uh, the Von Erichs. Uh, I'm not really like sold on them. You know, sometimes I don't mind them in big match tag things, but definitely don't like them talking. Man, yeah. terrible at that. They're like the worst part of what you used to see in the 80s, like the horrible baby face that was like, oh, this guy is so fake. Now next uh, week we're getting a wait, next week we're getting a false count anywhere match with Mance Warner and Jimmy Havoc. This <laughs> part, I swear, Jimmy Havoc with his stupid promos. He's gonna drink Mance Warner's blood. All, all I can say is let's just end this feud now. Let this be the yep, end of it because seriously. I'm so sick of this. You know? Well, hopefully next week is the end. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, your highlight of the, the episode. I'm going to go with the TV Boy Smith Jr. and Tom Waller is my highlight. Yep. Really good, solid match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawler's interesting, although he's not flashy sometimes, so it's kind of weird that he was the world champion for a while. Uh, Davey <laughs> Boy, I love the fact that he's a legitimate MMA uh, wrestler hybrid. Uh, like He competes also in Japan in MMA oh. matches. And did you catch uh, Lawler's... Uh, uh, references in the, in that in that post interview who knows Which what one? the future who knows what the future might hold he might be getting raw or he might go and lay down the smack <laughs> i have a feeling i do have a feeling he's headed off to uh, wwe nothing's been said yet right. but uh but he has been released from mlw he's not renegotiated a contract with them okay so now my only thing that i want to throw out is like goofy is how mlw made a big thing about re-signing Joseph Samael this week. Okay. I laugh at that because every time Contra comes in, they're like, these guys don't even have contracts here. <laughs> they're just disrupting the show. <laughs> yeah, but Samael's a producer. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's so funny that they talk like that, but they make yeah. a big public deal that they re-signed him. 
<laughs> That's some WWE bullshit right there. <laughs> um, overall, how would you rate this week's show? I think I'm gonna have to give it a C, just on the whole. Like, I, I like the Bunnerks. Like to clarify, the Bunnerks. I don't like them in like singles matches, and Marshall really needs boots. That guy's gonna break a foot one day. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to and, give it a C. Oh, sorry. Go on. You know, and then the whole Dominic Mini one. So uh, based on that, that's my uh, my uh, scores a C. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. And if it hadn't been for Lawler and uh, David Boy Smith Jr., it could have went even lower. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to give it a C this week too, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we haven't had much of a chance at all to talk about any of this, but it's time to talk some AEW. Oh, AEW. Here we go. All right. First off, I need to know from you, is this an on downward spiral still for you or did they make any, did they gain any momentum this week? Uh, I think they did a little better this week. Okay. Like instead, like in the past few weeks, uh, it's really it's somewhat dragged at certain points. But this week was somewhat better. I always like I, a Jericho's uh, promos, especially this one with SCU, mm-hmm. which is yeah, setting up good. that's setting up a match between him and Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Private Powerful versus Private Party, and I like the opening match: uh, Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson. Okay. Uh, anything you really disliked about it? Uh, just uh, the Britt Baker and uh, Hikaru Shida match uh, is my little light. Okay. And I really, I like the Darby Allen uh, Marksley match. Anytime Darby Allen's on my screen, I like his matches. Okay. Now, i got to say this, folks. Um, I thought it was a nice change. I was starting to get worried because it seemed every week AEW was just getting a little more blander, a little more boring, yep. and the shows were getting a little lopsided. I really felt that this was a good turnaround this week. Uh the match, the opening match, Nick Jackson and um, and uh, Ray Phoenix was incredible. There were so many yep. things. Okay, now I watch Elio. If you could calculate the amount of wrestling that I've seen in my life, oh no, it's all it's almost sickening. Okay, however, Don't make me do the most stutter math. The, the guys uh, at WPOB already called me up for doing stutter math on their show. <laughs> now, <laughs> I've got to say this: is there was stuff in this match from both guys that I've never seen before. That was exciting and fun. Now, a lot of people can go, yeah, there was a lot of flippy-dippy crap going on, and there was lots of stuff that just didn't look like it was really, you know. Uh, my wife pointed out one thing that looked really terrible is there was a portion of the match where Ree Phoenix jumped on the rope, and um, Nick Jackson knocked him off the rope. Mm-hmm. But he did it with such a little, like, light ginger tap that it was, like, looked pretty bad. Um, however... I thought it was interesting. They open up with that solid, interesting, really cool out there match. If that had been on WWE, people would be talking about it. Then they contrasted it with the ending match being Darby Allen and John Moxley in just a really fun brawl. And man, Darby Allen jumping out of the ring continuously like a missile. Yep. At the, at pay, the kid, that guy moves at speeds that are unbelievable. I, I well, and then, no, wait, wait, wait. I, I like his entrance. He, like, he was brought out inside the body bag and he done the, took body, the body bag and just climbed just up and uh, made his way to the ring. Yeah, but I bet you when he was tied up in the body bag and Mox was kicking the crap out of him, he kind of regretted bringing that body bag down. No, no, no. I'm talking about the beginning when he. Uh, no, 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 no. I said that, but I, oh, I get that. I just said yeah. he probably regrets at the end, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Moxley put him in it and started kicking the crap out of him inside <laughs> the, the, the thing. He, even the referee even stopped him and then unzipped the body bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I I, uh, I thought it was. I, I got to admit, a low light Britt Baker against Sakura Oshida was not a good match. You know, I'd say they, they they have they have like some women on AEW like Penelope Ford and such, but they only we only ever see them on a they only ever use them on AEW Dark. Yeah, it's like Which AEW is the, Dark is uh, the developmental system before they actually make it to live TV. Well, isn't that what that uh, the girl said? Allie said last week <laughs> she was. Like, uh, I, know, I, was I was. I wasn't paying attention to what she was saying. I was distracted when Alison Collin came out and like attacked everyone. Yeah, that's true. Um, th- you know what? Um, yeah, there, there's one thing I want to say right now, really quick. Britt Baker. I don't <laughs> like how there's supposed to be rules in wrestling. Yeah, but they don't apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, sticking your hand in someone else's mouth. <laughs> Is a no no in every company, yet her finishing maneuver includes her. You know what I think? You know what I think? We need to put Britt Baker's bandable claw move finisher in the book. I think you're right. Britt Baker? Britt Baker's bandable claw? You just made the book. All right. Um, Now, there was kind of a battle royal thing in the middle that, you know, I like battle royals, they're fun. But the way this thing is set up is just kind of dumb because it goes down to two people and then those two people fight each other next week. I I, I don't I don't see the point of that. Why, why why wouldn't you just finish it this week? But anyhow, there was a thing that had some funny stuff. It had ridiculous stuff. I mean, come on, Billy Gunn. Yeah, that, that that that's a, that's at the match back like twenty years and Billy Gunn. Jeez, <laughs> and Orange Cassidy totally missed. He totally got thrown over the top rope as soon as he stepped back to go do his dive. <laughs> um, there was a yeah, there was a pretty good uh, interaction between Chris Jericho and um, and uh, SCU. That was that was fun. Uh, yep. Obviously, they're pushing uh, Luchasaurus, you know, to go after uh, um, I would like Hager. Or, I don't know what the hell to call him. I, I just know him as. Oh, um, oh, did did you did you catch that Jericho's? Uh... Happy Days reference? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm s- s- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nice they had the Matt Travis Memorial Tribute match. Uh, private party, you know, looking still good. And obviously Santana and Ortiz are looking really good still. Mm-hmm. And that ma- the main event, really good. Um, interesting. Kenny Omega versus Pac. Uh, or Pac. I hope that... Um, I hope Kenny Omega gets back on track because he has not been looking like the great wrestler I know him to be the last little while. Just saying. Okay. Overall, what would you rate this week's show? Uh, um, this week I'm gonna give it this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with the B plus on this one. It wasn't. It, it was like it's like we said. It, it was a better than it's been in the past few weeks. All right, I'm going to agree. I'm going to give it a B plus too. I thought it was just a little bit more exciting than NXT UK this week, and it had some interesting stuff. There was some crappy stuff, yeah, but there was some interesting stuff. So now I know last week we didn't actually uh, do all the rigamole of who won the week and no, who... we, had, we had a tie. We had a tie. So this week we're going to add in the points. Now obviously AEW takes three po- uh, the two points. Yep, they take uh, the two points. Yeah, NXT UK takes the one point. MLW Fusion sitting on a goose egg. Elio, add up the results for the entirety right now, because obviously AEW takes this week's, but who is leading right now in the overall standings? Okay, that- so after adding this week with NXT UK in one point and AEW in two points, we have NXT UK at 19, mm-hmm. MLW stays at 16, mm-hmm. 
And AEW moves to 11. Wow, AEW is making some headway. For people who haven't been in this for very long, considered the other guys have been in for quite a while, this is getting good. So this with this, good. We, this week, uh, when, I, when I added these ones, mm-hmm. so we gave NXT UK, um, this week gets the one point. Okay. I believe right. Uh, MLW is third, AEW second. Ooh. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there, folks. This will be an interesting race. We'll see what's going to happen when we get to Wrestle Kingdom. Who's going to so, be really... Wow, AEW. That puts AEW up to 13. Wow. They're really cruising along, eh? <laughs> wow. And NXT UK at, uh, I, believe, nine, I believe it was 19. Well, well, this is, this. like I said, this is turning into an interesting race, folks. And uh, AEW still like has the potential. They obviously have more wrestlers to use. That, you know, they... They can actually take this in the end. MLW, after being our favorites for so long, have really been limping along lately. Yeah, but they are Ooh. they are they are they are up there. They're it's not it's not as bad so bad that they're like so far behind. <laughs> well, you know what we have coming up this week: our uh, sister show, uh, WPOV Wrestling. WPOV yep. that's stands for Wrestling Point of View. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the show is. There is a former wrestler, a super fan, a woman, and a puppet. That's right. I said puppet. <laughs> you get all those opinions, their point of views on what on all the happenings going on in the WWE, except for WWE NXT UK that belongs to the heavy hitters at Global. Right. But the guys on our sister show, you can find them on the same network. Their show coming out every Saturday. You can download it on uh, iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, and... Uh, I heard video iHeartRadio. I'll go for an iHeartRadio. Uh, take a take a listen. There's they're some fun guys, and they get they got some really good stuff going on over there. Uh, also, know folks, we'd love for you to make any kind of comments about the, today's show to any of the shows that we've been doing, or maybe you just want to talk a bit of wrestling or, or give your point of view on the global community that we cover. You can find us on Facebook. Hold on, hold on. Remember, we oh. we, we got we got that note from the president about the yeah. I'm getting paper. there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not wrapping up yet, buddy. Hey, get my you, bad. Get I your panties in the bundle. Even though I'm drunk, I have to keep you on your toes. Apparently. Apparently. Now, folks, <laughs> Elio, I can never remember. Tell the Instagram and Twitter thing. Isn't it Twitter? I think it's... Uh, All right. Instagram uh, is Wrestling POV1 and uh, Twitter is Wrestling POV. Excellent. Drop us a line. Tell us what you like. Uh, maybe you're tired of hearing about uh, Elio's uh, crazy exploits. Maybe you wish uh, the legend would uh, shut up. I don't know. <laughs> Just tell us whatever you want. Uh, hey, you send us a good letter, we'll read it, we'll give you props. You send us a crappy letter, we'll ignore you and maybe block you. Who knows? Uh, that's a chance you take. Roll your dice, kids. Now, <laughs> Elio. Yes, sir. There was a message from the WPOV president. Yes. Asking us mm-hmm. to take care of some business. And so we are going to take care of said business okay. right now. All right. Now, here we go. This weekend is the Survivor Series PP... Uh, <laughs> PPV... Why do I have such a problem saying PPV points? Pay, pay-per-view uh, points game. Pay-per-view points game. Why do we even call pay-per-views anymore? <laughs> Nobody pays for this shit. Everyone just gets the network. It should, be, they it, should be, it should be the special events points game. There we go. Now, this one... This one as we're playing this game, and yes, me and Elio will enter into it. Although yep. we do not get to win the the if either of us or any of the people on POV 
actually win. They do not get the main prize, which is a mystery box. Yep. There's all kinds of cool stuff in there. Now, there were some clues that we were supposed to talk about, all right? Yep. All right? The latest clue is penis party. Huh. Oh, my. Wow. The second clue was the autograph is cold as ice. Hmm. Penis party. Now, what could possibly be I've got it, I've party? got it, I've got it, I've got it. What? Who is Joey Ryan? Ooh, I think I got it better. Okay. The Red Rooster. <laughs> the Red I mean, Rooster? He's a rooster, which is sometimes called a cock, which could be equated to a penis. Ah? That's true. Okay, how about the autograph is cold as ice? Hmm. I know who I'm thinking. I'm thinking Glacier. I mean, sure, oh. he's 100... He could be 147 years old for all I know, but <laughs> I mean, wasn't he like a ripoff of some like Mortal Kombat dude? There like, you go, Sub Zero. Sub Zero, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Well, fans, you know what? Uh, <coughs> you could enter the play the the PPV points game. Yep. You could get a chance at winning some cool prizes, but you have to like the POV uh, Facebook page, or you will be you won't be eligible for these prizes. Okay, if you just yep. want to play along. Well, play with your friends. You want to play with the big boys? You like the page. Yeah. Join the group. Wrestling POV podcast. Drink the goddamn Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Join our cult. Whoa, wait. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> uh, you know what? I kind of want to drive across Ethiopia. No, I'm not going to talk like that. <laughs> You're going to get yourself fired. Yeah, I'm just... I'm, it's late. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tom's last episode. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just said I wanted to drive a scooter. That's it. Um, <laughs> the fans, uh, join the, the join the points, uh, the PPV game. I know Elio cheats like a motherfucker and, and usually <laughs> I'm so does. I'm mistaken. And, and, and manages him and Tony Diaz, I think. No, I, like I, was influ- like- I was influenced by the puppet. Yeah, you know what? The puppet never even comes close in this game. So I and I noticed Tony's always trying to hover around the top. So I think you guys are in collusion, okay? And I'd sad to say, I think the only person on POV who doesn't cheat on this game might be Mimi Goody, or she's just a terrible picker. I don't know what it is. But, uh, I don't think she sniffed the top ten ever when there's like only nine people. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pay for this. I just know. Uh, fans, we had a really good time this week. Uh, we look forward to uh, well. We look forward to talking to you guys next week and talking more wrestling. Elio, yes, sir. All I gotta say is keep taking that penicillin. If something <laughs> falls off, that's your fault. And uh, whiskey, that that's your that's your mission of the week. Okay. Uh, fans, I want to say a special shout out to all our Russian friends out there. A big privyet. Like to say hello to all our North American, uh, Asian, European friends in New Zealand and in Australia. You know what? It, it humbles us to know that you guys around the world are listening mm-hmm. to us, sharing with us. And hey, you know what? Right in. We'll share with you some more. Uh, we're always interested in what fans have to say. If there's something you see that you think we should be looking at, tell us. We don't know. We already got stuff on our plate, so yeah. we're, we're always willing to add more good stuff. Okay? So uh, I just want to say have a great night, folks. We look forward to seeing you next week. Elio, say goodbye to the good people. All right. Fans, we will talk to you all next week.